0: Welcome to Talking Giants, boys and girls. I'm your host Bobby Skinner here with my co-host Justin Penick, presented by John Boyd Media. Justin, we got uh, we're coming to you on Thursday a little earlier than we usually would because we got some news.
1: This is unfortunate news, but at the same time, there's a small sector of Don't our Giants it. fandom brain. No, I'm 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 being actually serious, Bobby. I understand we are. You know we're we're a fan podcast. We will always be a fan podcast. And hi mom, nice to see you. Hope you had a great day. My mother just came into my room as soon as the podcast started and over the intro, uh, she's thanking me because I made her dinner. You're welcome. Pierogies and kebabs. Our
0: listeners know you listen in your mom's. You live in your mom's basement.
1: I nope, not basement. I am in my own room. Bobby Skinner. Um, yeah. Nate Solar has opted out of the 2020 season. If you have no idea what we're talking about, and. Very glad he was able to make the decision himself, and it didn't have to be made for him in some unforeseen, unfortunate circumstance. This is all unfortunate, especially for him personally. Um, but we can get to why it may be beneficial in the long run for the team. But its it sucks for him.
0: All right. Well, first off, this episode was brought to you by four new members of our Patreon. It's growing. It's growing. We're getting growth every day. Just one is George Elmer. Did you know his family actually was like the creator of Elmer's glue, and that's why he has all this money mm. to throw around? That's right. The two dollars a month. Yes. We have snacks, um, whatever. Who puts their actual Who puts their nickname as their name Jeez. on Patreon? That's weird. We have Robbie Perisco. I know who he is on Twitter, but I also know like some people like to keep their profile confidential. So, what's going on, Robbie? Um, I bet you like bacon. Wink, wink. And then Frank the Tank, our guy. So. Those are our four pa- uh, newest Patreons. They do $2 a month. They get... If you're looking at video, I promised these stickers, and I got them uh, too small, so I got new ones, and they're, like, literally bigger than my face. <laughs> they're so big. But they're the greasy three stickers. Uh, license plate guy, Talking Giant Spring of Honor Remember, he literally has the only T-shirt of that made because mm. we had to take it off our store within, like, 30 minutes. You get a monthly raffle for a free T-shirt. You can't get that one anymore. And then... uh. You could so, possibly get the one I'm wearing right now. Yep. And then some people are uh in a live stream with us. So we won't we won't do anything video wise after this part of the podcast. That being said, let's get into it, Justin. Nate Solder opts out. Obviously, everyone's seen the news. That's why we're here. Nate Solder opts out. How do you want to hit this first? Do you want to hit this like contract wise? Um, play on the field. I I, th- I say play on the field, right? I, I agree. Yeah. All right. So we've been in the start, Andrew Thomas from left tackle at left tackle from day one trained since the beginning, like since the, like before we even drafted him, Justin, we were getting heat for saying that, like we legit got heat for that in January for saying Andrew Thomas just started left tackle.
1: Well, it was Valentine's day that I did say, now we didn't want it to happen in this way because also Valentine's day, we didn't foresee a global pandemic, but Valentine's day, I was the one who had, I think, one of my favorite lines of this offseason is if the 2020 New York Giants go into the season with Nate Solder as their starting left tackle, you're basically almost waving the white flag before the season even begins. So we have been saying this, like you said, Bobby, January, February, March, and then even after Andrew Thomas was definitely drafted.
0: Right. All right. So this kind of this semester, Andrew Thomas, at left tackle. Um. There's just, there's just no possible way they go with Gates or Fleming or, or anybody else at left tackle. They're not going to sign anybody.
1: You're telling me there's not a small portion of Zero. like and again, fa- like fan, like let's think of like fan. Let's 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 stop thinking of like maybe Giants quote-unquote analysts and people who are trying to analyze the team. There's not a small part of your fandom that knows that this franchise can do some wacky things. There's not a small part of your brain that says, you know what, there's a chance that they could just throw Thomas at the right side because they're afraid to put him, up, put him on no the left. There's no
0: way because he's ready for it. They, they drafted him. They're the ones who drafted him. They believe in him more than I believe on him. They invested more into Andrew Thomas than I invested into him. They believe in him. I still think there was a good chance he was going to start left tackle even if Nate Solder opted in because they realized how bad Nate Solder was. They're not some random dude who's like, "Oh, he was acting kind of..." Effort. No, they realize how bad Nate Solder was <laughs> last year. So Andrew Thomas has to start left tackle. He just has to, and he should have. Yeah, he should have anyways. And if we want to, let's rewind a little bit on Andrew Thomas. From let's let's talk about some draft day takes on him going into the draft. He was my guy. I was banging on the table for Andrew Thomas. Andrew Thomas, we got him, and Justin, uh. If you didn't watch film because you're a normal person who doesn't watch film of college players and you just watch your favorite team, you're a normal person, I'm not that guy. I'm insane. I watch all these guys. Andrew Thomas handled the best competition in college football. Kalevon Chasen, he dominated him all game. Chasen beat him one time and it wasn't even a sack. Josh Allen, two years ago, dominated him. Now, granted, it wasn't a ton of reps, but flat-out domination of him. Uh, Romeo Cora at Notre Dame. Anybody else in the SEC they went up against. Marlon Davidson, uh, who was an NFL draft pick, he was the only person who got a sack on Andrew Thomas, and it was 12 yards deep in the pocket. And I remember I did a split video of that where it's like, okay, this is Andrew Thomas versus an NFL player, uh, 12 yards in the po- back in the pocket with, with Jake Fromm, who's a statue in the pocket, even though Justin thinks he's a great guy, versus Andrew Thomas getting beat five yards deep in the pocket and gets completely spun around. And it happened a lot, a lot of times. So he was the best left tackle. He's the best athlete. He has the best shuttle time, which which uh, shows athleticism for offensive tackles. And he has the best production. He's got some things to work on. Sometimes he can clamp his hands. Sometimes he lets his feet get too close together. So he has things to work on. But, you know, we talked with our guy, Keenan Forney. There's no yep. way that he hasn't been getting better this offseason. He has been. He's been training. And I think, listen, I don't think he's going to be perfect. He's going to have struggles. But there's just no way it's going to be as bad as what Nate Soldier was at left tackle last year.
1: Mr. Brownstone said in our stream, and I'd be interested interested to hear your thoughts on this, I feel like if they didn't want to start Thomas at left tackle day one, they would have drafted Isaiah
0: Simmons. Yeah, because then I I agree with that. Because, I I mean, I still I wanted Isaiah Simmons. We talked about a pre-draft. Like, I'm on the Andrew Thomas train, but the, the thought of losing on a, Isaiah Simmons scares me. So they don't believe this guy can start left tackle. With Nate Solder gone, like the only thing Nate Solder had going for him was his contract, and now that's off the book. So, uh, I know we're 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 beating a dead horse on this, but this conversation has been forced back upon us. Andrew Thomas at left tackle, it's just got it's got there's got to be absolutely zero doubt for me. There's just no possible way that they go with anybody else here.
1: Yeah, uh, I I do want to emphasize again. Because I uh, I I feel like we glanced over it, and I, I just feel like we do need to say that this situation sucks. Um, root for the guys in blue, right? I said that I feel Nate Solder with st- with the Nate Solder starting at right tackle that was the best version of this Giants offensive line. A veteran, good, solid, average presence of Nate Solder at right tackle that would have been the best version of the Giants offensive line in twenty twenty with Andrew Thomas at left tackle. So uh this sucks cuz this is not the way that you would want uh this kind of good thing to happen with okay Andrew Thomas cemented at left tackle and now we kind of you know we had our position battle episode you know a couple days ago now it's really like what in the world is going to be happening at right tackle and what in the world is really going to be happening at center so there's right. even some conversations
0: to be had we did brush over that. it and that's on me that we did brush over like the human element of it it does like now, luckily, I can't believe the NFLPA pulled this all off. By the way, that their contracts are rolling over, so it's not like yeah. you know, it would. I think it would have been a lot tougher decision if these contracts were just completely avoided. Um, so good for him that it's not. Probably not so good for the Giants that it's not, but I mean, and we we always have to preface it with this, but like Nate Solder, I I think he's one of the best like people on the team. He's one of my favorite people. Uh, I think he's the one of the nicest guy. He gets the most hate you know, sometimes deservedly. So for his play on the field. Now, some people go overboard, but, uh, he gets the most, hate. he never claps back. I mean, I've seen some people say some nasty things to that guy online and he just never responds. Uh, and then like anyone who's a parent and I'm not a parent, but I can kind of gra- Like I can barely grasp what a parent goes through when they see their kids suffer. There's they'd rather have themselves suffer. So it's, it's. I mean, it's heartbreaking. I've broken down thinking about it. and I don't even know the guys. So I couldn't imagine the pain that him and his wife Lexi are going through. So obviously, we did brush over that a little too quick. That's on me. Yeah,
1: though. yeah. Like like I said, it's be- I I feel better. You know, just as a, as a Giants fan who cares about the team success number one and players and players as well. You're you enjoy and you. I think you take solace in the fact that he made this decision himself instead of okay week three I'm here and I'm trying. And then it's like, oh, something bad happens after that. So we don't want that. Um, You mentioned salary salary implications and ramifications. And what we think... I don't think this is totally sure. Beat reporters have been between the Marcus Golden thing and now this. I think beat reporters uh, they're batting out of the I was gonna, gonna mention that to because nobody knows nobody <laughs>
0: knows for sure, so I'm not putting a bunch of hope in it because they totally blunder to the Marcus Golden thing. Let's do right tackle first before we get to the contract. Wait,
1: but though. hold on, no, but I, I don't think people some people may not fully know what you're talking about when we talk about the salary cap ramifications. So the I what? That. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Would you like to go? Let's do you just want go. Do finish? the
0: contract stuff. Let's get out of the okay. way because it's the most boring part, anyways.
1: What's the salary? 16 Sixteen or nineteen million? I, I I get the six and the nine. Nineteen. Confused.
0: Nice. But I think it's sixteen because of uh three was like a, a roster bonus that I he already and got. Sure, okay. Okay. So sixteen million dollars off the books for 2020. Nate
1: Soldier's contract. Now that's this year. So now it kind of it can kind of lead to a conversation, which we have some mailback questions about what do we do with that money, but the salary of this year, that's $16 million this year, is going to roll over to twenty to 2021. And then 2021's contract and that yearly salary, that's going to roll over to 2022. So I don't even know. Do we even want to get to have that conversation about what happens next year? And if Well, even what sucks is we were planning on
0: this being the last year of Solder. And right. I still think it is, but I think it's more dead cap. Uh, it's, it'll be more dead cap. Um, or maybe the dead cap stays on this year. If if the dead cap stays on this year, then I think it will be last nay last year. Yeah. Um, maybe even in the NFL. Like I said, no nobody knows. Like I tried I searched so many places. Arch Stapleton wrote an article, um, so that's where I'm pulling it from, is that basically the base and the bonus come off the books. Um so it would you know, between ten and sixteen million dollars in cap space, but since they restructured his contract, there's like a dead money hit of six million, but three million might be in that roster bonus. So he said to expect it to be around 13 million. Like I said, every beat reporter who has talked about this says they don't know, so we surely don't know. Yeah. But the big thing for me is that, and we'll talk about if we want to replace him or, or find a different position. Um, you know, we have some mailbag questions about that. But the biggest thing is, I, I I don't know for sure, but this kind of messes with us next year and the year after. I don't even think my brain is ready
1: to comprehend that. Because there's also just so many implications that are now happening for 2020.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So let's not, because we don't know, you know, and we'd yeah. just be guessing. And you know what, like, like, let's deal with that free agency when that free agency comes, we yeah. barely know how to deal with it then. So I, I agree. Let's, let's hold off on that. So let's, you want to talk about right tackle then? Let's talk some right tackle. All right. So. My hope for the offensive line was Andrew Thomas at left tackle and then Nate Solder at right tackle with a battle. But I thought that Nate Soldier would be the starter, especially because I was on the Nick Gates for center train 2020. Kind of takes the sa- the wind out of my sails on that. Because Justin, Matt Parrott, he's not ready. I like him, but he is a guy that putting him out there, it just I don't think it would be great for him because I don't think he's ready Think about like all the pass rushers we're going up against to start the season. T.J. Watt, you know <laughs> Nick Bosa, uh, uh, you know the Rams. There's a lot of guys. I don't. Pat Parrot isn't ready for that. Fleming is a good backup. He's not good though. Um, he's capable, but I just don't think he's good. He's obviously not a long term. I I want him as a swing tackle, and I think it it goes back to I think we got to put Nick Gates at right tackle. You mean center? No, Nick Gates at right tackle. I am oh. off the Nick Gates center train for 2020, because oh. I I think he's I think he's better. He's shown it was uh, he only played one game at right tackle. It was against the Jets, but he was the best offensive lineman to show up on that day at the right tackle spot. He's not the perfect guy. He can get bull rust at times, um, which so he may like. <laughs> He may not look great, but I think I do think he's the best option, and he has the most potential there too. So I think I'm off Nick Gates. I, guard is probably being Nick Gates' spot where he'd be the best player at, but you could say that for a lot of offensive linemen. I I think you got to go with him at right tackle.
1: Yeah, um, I mentioned the the good line the good line on last uh, on our last full episode about putting players in the best position to succeed. Hot take: How that's a good thing putting Nick Gates at right tackle I think you would be putting him in the best position to succeed now that we guard have this would be, op- but
0: yeah he well, can't, there's no room at guard
1: for this for this football team Bobby let me ask you this about Cam Fleming cuz obviously everybody knows their feelings about Nick Gates and even LPG came on this podcast and he's a big fan of Nick Gates and we all think that Nick Gates has at a tremendously high ceiling we watched a lot of Mike Remmers and we liked Mike Remmers we probably yeah. like Mike Remmers more than most from what you've seen of cam Fleming and this is even now, I now I have kind of a homework assignment if I want to watch a little bit more of cam Fleming you know maybe even going back to his days in New England as well since he played in multiple systems in Dallas and New England Cam Fleming versus Mike Remmers let's have a little bit of a comparison discussion of man,
0: I think you would rather have
1: Remmers but are they really that different of a player
0: I looked at two games of Dallas film so obviously you know it's not fully complete Mike Remmers was a better player than uh than, than Cam Fleming. Now, like you said, New England right tackle Fleming may be a better version of him, and that's something, like you said, we should both go look at. But Mike Remmers was a lot better than people gave him credit for last year. He had a couple bad games, but it was like against Chandler Jones and the Cardinals. Um, and then... The first game against Dallas, he played really well. The second game, he struggled. But Mike Remmers was very solid, and that's why the Chiefs, a Super Bowl team, signed him to play right tackle. So Mike Remmers, I wanted him back, but I understood that the plan was to draft an offensive tackle and have Nate Soldier slide over or, or however they planned on it. So that's why not bringing Mike Remmers back was the, the the thing that happened. But Cam Fleming, I he's a solid backup, but he's going to have struggles and. I mean, what is he in year? Like five, six now. Like I don't think we're banging we're we're banging on potential. No, you can say the oh well the Giants have a new O line coach. Well, he he was the one guy who got to work with Mark Colombo last year, and he wasn't amazing. He wasn't horrible, but he wasn't amazing. Um, so I think Nick Gates has potential. He's showed to be a hard worker. It kind of sucks that he's been practicing center all off season, but you know what? He moved around a ton last year, and he did. He fared well every time he got a chance.
1: Well, here, here's a here's a spin zone, and here's a good thing about, you know, if you're going to say it sucks that Gates practiced center all offseason. When's the last time that we were in a position of kind of, like, luxury with this offensive line? I understand maybe none of these guys are going to be all pro-caliber players. Kevin Zeitler's probably the
0: closest to it. Andrew Thomas will be.
1: Andrew Thomas will be. And, again, you're, you're banking on potential. You're banking on ceiling with that. But if Pulley goes down, you have an option of, hey, Gates can be thrown to center, and then you can have uh, Fleming start at right tackle. If Pulley goes down, you're talking about maybe possibly Lemieux stepping in. If a tackle goes down, you're talking about possibly having Parrott step in. So it's kind of nice that we have depth, and it's not like, oh, well— who the hell is Chad Wheeler and why is he on, you know, he's, so he's the third, he's the third tackle on this football team when Eric Flowers is one of the worst left tackles to begin with in the NFL. So, and then we have this, we have this question in our Patreon chat right now from Matthew Johnson, um, talking about do other teams have offensive line issues like us and you just don't hear about it. I feel like the Giants have been working on this offensive line forever. You're right. we've been working on this line forever partially because of bad drafting and bad personnel decisions but it's kind of nice that if one guy or even two guys Bobby if they go down this year for whatever reason you don't feel like it's the end of the world
0: yeah now that I'm thinking about it Justin I think I might still be on Nick Gage for center because I think he could be really good and that could be his long-term spot so I don't know if Nick Gates is at center, I won't be disappointed with having Cam Fleming at right tackle. But yeah, it, I will be pissed cool. off if Spencer Pulley is starting at center and Cam Fleming is playing right tackle. Then I will be friggin' livid. But if Nick Gates is starting at center at right tackle, I'd be happy. The more I'm thinking about it, it's like, I kind of believe in Nick Gates at center. He's been tra- practicing there. Um, they did sign Cam Fleming for a situation like this. So maybe, you know, think about it this way. Say Nate Soldier gets hurt week four. Do you think they're going to put Spencer in and then move Nick Gates to right tackle? I think the more likely thing is you leave Nick Gates at center and pet Cam Fleming at right tackle. That being said, we don't know their exact plans for Nick Gates. So I think the moral of what I'm saying, Justin, is Nick Gates should be starting week one somewhere. Center or right tackle? <laughs> somewhere. somewhere. Not left somewhere. tackle.
1: Yeah, I think it's also a scheme thing. And I don't know if either of us are qualified to answer this question right now. I know you love scheme. Um, but it's a matter of what's more important for Mark Columbo's and Jason Garrett's offensive line. Is it having the, the anchor in the middle, having your Travis Frederick, because also the one position you can say that has changed as the years have gone on for Dallas has been that right tackle. I remember they had Doug free, Leo Collins was in there. They're, they're both good football players in in both regards, but do they do you need more of that anchor in the middle in the middle of the offensive line for Jason Garrett's offense or do you need that solid consistent right tackle in Garrett's offense? Uh,
0: well, with a mobile guy like Jones, you know like we said like we said when we first talked about this with in February when we when went when we did our offensive line review, you'd much rather have a car crash happening in front of you so you can dodge it than behind you where you can't see it on your blind side. So with Jones mobility, you can you can deal with a little bit of struggles at right tackle because he's able to get outside of the pocket. So
1: yeah, or even or even stepping up in the pocket, which I know Jones needs to work uh, work on his pocket mobility. I think I would almost rather have that quote unquote car crash coming on his right side, definitely instead of it coming up the middle or on the left side. I so uh, that's where uh, yeah. So I think our brain is in the same spot there. So. Uh-
0: I, so I have to give myself a definitive answer. Do I want Nick Gates at center or do I want him at right tackle? You don't need to do it until the PPP. This is a lot. My, I, I literally have a headache right now because I've been. I recorded <laughs> talking sports before this. I was watching film of a player who we'll get to in the mailbag section. You know me, Justin. When stuff like this happens, I just go and like, do not call me, do not text me. Just like panic, look up stats, look up numbers, find information, watch film. I literally am like like go nuts, like Tommy Boy, like when he's trying to make a sale in uh in that movie Tommy boy. So and you know what, and you know what's crazy? I think move. probably
1: I think seventy percent of Giants fans listening to this podcast right now have no idea that we even made a transactional move in terms of signing somebody.
0: That's right. I almost <laughs> forgot about that. I almost forgot to put that on the lineup. Um so we talked about let me see, let me go through my notes. So we talked about uh, the bonus. We're going to talk about maybe some possible replacements um, in the mailbag or not even replacements, just players. All right, so let's. I guess the Giants, there is some just flat-out news for the Giants. One, will go David Sills. Uh, my pick to be wide receiver five, Justin, was put on the COVID list. I believe that means he's out for two weeks, right?
1: Yeah, I don't think it means that he's done, but it's
0: just not good. The dude just can't catch a break. Yeah, so I think he's. I think I. I think he he's, he is quarantined for two weeks. Even though I think he might be cleared earlier, because they don't like because it's medical stuff. They can't. They don't give you all the details. So right. there's that. But you know, we talked about in the last episode, the Giants waived Malcolm uh, Elmore, the rookie. They claimed from the Broncos cornerback uh, Shaquille Taylor, Shaq Taylor, Justin. He played with the Colts last year as an undrafted free agent out of Kansas. He played five games, and he had one game against the Texans where he played fifty percent of the snaps. And so, when I go to look at this guy Justin, I have no expectations. Uh, I'm like, okay, some guy won't make the team, and I, I'm not predicting he's gonna make the team. But he played fifty percent of the snaps against the Texans, against a Texans team with a QB who can who makes time with his, uh, you know, buys time with his legs and Deshaun Watson, and he was lined up against you know DeAndre Hopkins at times. He uh, Kenny Stills. He was pretty good. He played nickel-like jam corner, so like bump-and-run man coverage, which we know Patrick Graham loves. And he fared pretty solid. He gave up two catches. One was on a complete rub route, so it wasn't on, on really his fault. And the second one was uh, didn't count because it was a penalty, but nonetheless, it was a catch. It was on DeAndre Hopkins out of the slot, and he played tight on him. Hopkins just made a nice catch, and Hopkins, you know, can, there's an argument to be made he's the best wide receiver in the NFL. So... Listen, I'm not predicting this guy's gonna be the roster make the roster. And he's I don't he's not a replacement for DeAndre Baker, but he should I think he's good enough to get a shot where I I wouldn't be shocked if he makes the team. Whereas going into it, you're like, okay, they signed this guy who played five games, the most snaps, he played fifty percent. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna watch this guy to just do my homework, but I wasn't expecting much. I was I was kinda surprised at what I saw from him.
1: Yeah, uh, the one thing that I liked about some of your tweets that you put out was the fact that the dude was physical, and he had his hands on wide receivers, and he was playing press, and that's Patrick Graham. That's Patrick Graham's, that's his forte, I'm sure that's one of the reasons why they picked him up, um, so... I feel like, I mean, I guess Patrick Graham doesn't run a unique system, but it's a backyard ball system. It's not a ton of zone coverage with your corners. Your corners are playing a lot of man-to-man. They're playing a lot of press. They're playing. They're very close to their wide receivers. So if you can pick up a guy who has done that before number one and has somewhat success with it number two, I'm for it. Big time.
0: Yeah. All right. Is there any other news we need to hit before we hit some mailbag questions? Oh, gosh.
1: Um, no, we got a decent amount of mailbag questions, so I'm ready to get rolling on that.
0: All right, let's read an ad, and then we'll do mailbag. Let's talk about DraftKings. DraftKings has brought their expertise to legal sports betting. It's a legitimate sports book based right here in the U.S., so you can rest assured that your funds are totally secure. DraftKings is America's top-rated sports book app. It's safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. If you're an NBA fan, Like me, you place a $25 bet on who you think will be crowned the champion at the end of the season before tip-off of the first game and get a $25 free bet to use on a single-game bet for the first two days of the resumed season. Bet on uh, the Magic over the Raptors. Maybe get an upset. I don't know. New users get a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. During this week, there will be golf, MLB, MMA, and more. Head to the app right now and check out all they have to offer, including player props, live betting, and so much more. If, if a book is not yet available in your state, don't forget about the DraftKings Fantasy app. For this week's golf tournament, they're offering a share of $1 million. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code JOHNBOY when you sign up. For a limited time, all new users can get a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. That's right. DraftKings Sportsbook has a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. Just enter code Johnboy when you sign up. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 years or older. New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. Bonus comp- compromise of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match, each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com/sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana 1-800-NINE WITH IT.
1: Melta. Time. time. The mail's here. Come on. Bye guys. Here's the mail. It never fails. It makes you wanna wag my tail. When it comes, I wanna wail.
0: Alright, thanks, Steve from Blues Clues. Justin. Let's get into the mail.
1: All right, let's get into the mail. Carlos Rodriguez at Big Blue Issues asked, do you think that the league would turn to replacement players should enough football players opt out?
0: Um, No, because I don't think... I think the NFL would do everything they could to stop guys from opting out. And I know, like, you know, Nate Solder's a big one and the Patriots got hit hard, but I don't think a ton of guys are going to opt out. Dude, I mean... I, actually, I don't know. With the NFLPA, I cannot believe they pulled off the fact that their contracts roll over. I really can't believe they pulled that off. I can't believe the NFL let that slide. No, just because you're bringing them into a pandemic. you, you know, like They're coming into the same pandemic, whereas you know, they're going to be losing money. I just think they would just cancel the season if there wasn't enough guys to play.
1: Yeah, and also, um, let's just think of bottom-of-the-barrel Giants uh, roster members. Why would Drayvon ask you Henry... Um, why would Dominique Ross, why would Tay Crowder, even though Tay Crowder was just placed on some kind of COVID-19 list? No, um, it's not a yikes. COVID-19
0: list. He's a, I think he just has like some kind a non-football injury list.
1: Oh, sorry. Sorry. Not there's, there's too many that lists That could be these a hangnail. That
0: I don't know what that is.
1: Too Too many lists these days. But why would these bottom of the barrel guys, and this is kind of screwed up where even if they want to opt out, Bobby, if they kind of opt out, that's kind of it unless a team really wants to take a chance on them the next year, because they have a chance. If some of these guys like Nate Solder, who they've had full and successful NFL careers, if they feel like they want to make that decision for themselves, it's not a good like professional career move to opt out of the season because you're losing a year of football. And I think teams would be hesitant, especially if you're going to be a free agent and you're somewhat older, or if you're younger and you haven't proven anything, they would be hesitant to bring you back. So I think these guys you know if if you're if you're fighting for you know being the 80th man or the 90th man on the roster they ain't opting out they're gonna play I agree Mr
0: Brownstone asks when is Justin moving to Florida uh when you guys start bullying him enough you're not bullying him enough I'm doing as much bullying as I possibly can hashtag bully yeah. Justin to Florida you guys aren't bullying him enough we're about 20
1: percent of the way there if we get if we get those hundred patrons I'll consider it
0: before the season see you're asking them to pay to move you to Florida and I don't like that I want you to just be bullied
1: <laughs> okay <laughs> um thank you for asking mr Brown if so, you don't always... move to
0: Florida the next time I see you I will like literally like high school bully you I'm gonna push you oh, around gosh. and I might I, I might just hit you with like a baseball bat or something that's not really bullying that's more like aggravated battery but still and then I'll bully you. Say you're gonna call the cops. You're gonna call the cops on me, you little wimp, <laughs> little wuss. You're gonna call the cops. Um, oh boy. Okay. Um, Jack Cordero. I was listening to something the other day, and they actually no. It's it's just the way they're talking about like workplace violations, and the guy made the joke like, "Oh, I feel harassed by you," and then. He's like, you feel harassed by me, and the other, the third co-host is like, that's how it starts. He's like, oh, you you feel harassed by me, and that's how <laughs> workplace harassment goes under the
1: rugs, uh, under the rug. You would fit in. You would fit in so well in the Bronx at the John Boy Media offices. You would fit in so I'd well. Probably want it, honestly. I think yeah. I think that was that was sarcasm. Um, Jack Corderaro, friend of the program. Um, I'm in a competition with you and snacks about how many times I can appear on his podcast. I think I'm up to like four. I was on it. It
0: should be out like today. So, yeah. So you're, you're
1: catching up with me. I don't like it. Well, Carter Coughlin get some reps in this year at edge. And do you guys think he can battle for a starting position?
0: I think Carter Coughlin is one of the guys who can make the roster without being like first or second on the depth chart. But with golden Zimenez, Fakral and Lorenzo Carter, uh, I don't see him getting many reps year one. Obviously, injuries happen, um, and you know guys guys move up, but I don't see him getting many reps this year. Justin, maybe like five, six a game, but and that's not even like a oh like he's not good. I just think like it's just there's too many guys ahead of him. You know, sign. was signed, Carter. They're still invested in him. Zimenez a lot invested in him, and then Golden. We didn't bring him back to not play a ton.
1: Right. Yeah, hey, go out and be a nut on special teams, make some big hits, make us go ooh, and ah. Um, and then maybe, you know, work your way into the starting lineup a little bit for those couple reps a game. Don't think he's gonna be starting Jack, but will he get reps at edge this year? Absolutely. Um give him give him the shots. Gonna need it. Like Always it.
0: good to have a rotation going. Mr. Brown said don't remember what J Rock said, Bobby spin more rhymes than a lazy Susan and DeAndre Baker is innocent till he's guilt is proven. Now I'm saying that was a lot. Um, hold on. At... Hold on. Hold on. I have oh. something on my phone for Mr. Brownstone. See, this is what happens when you're a patron. You get to inspire me mid-show. Uh and Mr. <laughs> Brownstone really knows what gets me going. Because you guys know I just cl- I watch Trailer Park Boys and I just clip it. I got this one. This right you know I'm 20, 20. I love it. Sorry if this is your this, first time listening. I have this gif. That gif is gonna be used in a good way one day. All right, move it's, on.
1: It's, it's in the favorites of that camera roll, just waiting for the right time. Been there.
0: I have Trailer Park Boys has its own album in my photos.
1: At Red Yeti Nine, love the podcast. But when will Bobby drop the T P B stuff? Don't know what that is. Trailer Park Boys. Trailer Park Boys. Oh, good. Who that. said so that? Just uh, at uh It's it's Tao Z- Tao Zinho at Red Yeti Nine.
0: It's the off season. Let me have a little fun. How about that? When Justin
1: and snacks never sound sold on the identity you're an insightful and smart crew and clearly spend time and effort perfecting your craft which is a far cry from the petty felons that Bobby idolizes. oh my God first of all, I do need to say big compliment to big compliment to snacks is just that to a here. account
0: <laughs> I need to pull this guy up I need to see if he even follows me
1: no, no he's he's been a follower for a very long time. Had a lot of great interactions, but big compliments to Snacks, throwing him amongst you and I? No, he doesn't, he doesn't even follow that. me. Oh.
0: Screw you, man. That's
1: really mean. Oh, he follows me. I oh, love well, him. He must... I like
0: him, but I'm just going to... Oh, he's having fun. You didn't put the laughing emojis and stuff like that. I love it, but when Bobby... Oh. It's it's the off-season. Do you think I'm going to be talking about Ricky and the boy? It's funny he asked that right after I did a Trailer Park Boys rant.
1: <laughs> yeah, it is. Great timing. It's because it's we have great radio, you and I um just oh a ju- okay
0: so he was saying what we do is good which is a far cry from what the petty felons that bobby idolized okay i thought he was saying that like i'm all right never mind i misunderstood the conversation but follow me thought dog he was, thought he was calling you a felon yeah that's basically what i thought he was like saying i'm like one of them it's like no i just think they're funny <laughs>
1: Yeah, Bobby really gets along with... Uh, he really wanted DeAndre Baker and Plaxico Burris in his quarantine crew a couple months ago. I didn't say ago. really
0: want
1: well. <laughs> <laughs> um, Just the Giants fan podcast asked, can the boot be one previously worn by a manure farmer? Hashtag make Justin lick. Explain how this came about. So, somebody that we don't like. An enemy of the show. and <laughs> not Not a friend of the program. <laughs> tweeted out that Cam Fleming should be starting at left tackle.
0: Unbelievable. So, when you guys thought that... I win, by the way. I win that battle. That tweet, like, you can make an argument for him. That tweet says, Bobby wins. Bobby wins. He was the one that was right. Never mind. He was the reasonable one.
1: That's that's a tough look if you're going to be celebrating that you win because Nate Solder has opted out of the season. No. That's a tough no, look.
0: No, not that tweet. I'm saying the Cam Fleming should start at left tackle tweet.
1: Oh, no, I thought you were celebrating on, that you were going to be right about Andrew Thomas at left
0: tackle. No, the Cam Fleming should start at left tackle tweet shows that oh. I'm the logical person that was, oh. that was that battle. I just get a little heated sometimes in my logic. So
1: you responded logically, and then I said, if Cam Fleming starts
0: at left tackle
1: week one, I will lick a shoe.
0: I hope he gets one rep at left tackle to start the season.
1: Well, I think Danny King also quote tweeted and said, "I hope like he gets like 5 to 6 reps to start and then he gets pulled." Jody <laughs> Wright is deep. the
0: assistant O-line coach. He follows me, so maybe I'll shoot him a DM like just start flimming it oh. f- there uh, just for one play.
1: And I had to make clear that the shoe licking will be like like either top to bottom or bottom to top one clean lick through. I can't like just put my tongue for 5 seconds. Now I'm serious. I would much rather lick a shoe than do the milk challenge. So I promise this will happen if Cam Fleming does start at left tackle.
0: Do the milk challenge. How about that? We don't trust I may you. Even,
1: I may even just lick a shoe to lick a shoe.
0: You should drink the gallon of milk out of a shoe.
1: Ooh. Oh. Oh. no. Nope. Best of both worlds. Um, at Life NYG, with Solder being out, what do you think happens with the rest of the line? Assuming Thomas takes the left tackle spot, who do you all having taken the right tackle spot? Gates we did Fleming, all that. Perry, If Gates, who was one to win the spot, who does that mean for the center spot? We did that. I thank you for asking that question. That question was so good that we already answered. We spent it. So thirty
0: minutes you. on it. it. was such a good question. Yeah. Uh,
1: I uh, Gasman. Gasman. Superstar two. Superstar. Thank you. You didn't do it. That's why I was waiting for you. If you mentioned Saquon in any tweet. What is the average time before people tell you how bad a pick that was? That really is and why, annoying. And why will it carry on for the next 50 years? Bobby, I think unless if the Giants win a Super Bowl, that's the only
0: it way. It's the only way. Or if we're just like consistent, only- like deep in the playoffs. Nope. Um that's Wrong what's pick. so annoying. It's like even if you agree, like, even if you completely disagree with the pick, it's like, can you just be a fan and not like like it's so silly when people are like that, but it is what it is. I like Saquon.
1: I'm not like that. I love You're Saquon, not. but I but I will always disagree with that pick, and I that's fine. That's
0: that fine. Him. But the like people that have, like disdain for the guy is just nuts. Are we done? We're good. We're good with that. Yeah, it's. I feel good. It, you know what? It's nice to have the best run back in the NFL. You may just, but like you sh- it, now that he's here, you should enjoy that.
1: At enter name here 33. Since we have 20 million dollars free in cap space, would you guys be down signing Clowney or another free agent that's out there? And I believe that we also have another question that is similar to that. Um, do you see the Giants picking up a tackle from waiver wire or picking up a free agent? And that's at Lou underscore Dave seventy seven.
0: All right, so I went and looked at some free agents. Um, Clowny, Clowny would be fun, man. But I just feel like then you're then you're really burying like Zimenez and Carter and guys, and it would be a one year deal. Um, but it would be fun and it would improve the defense. Like it would, it would change our defense. Pretty good clowny. Um, but I think the cap space now we don't know because nobody knows, but I think the open cap space rolls over to the next year because they're going to be losing cap space due to the lost revenue this year. So they might not be like as crazy to spend this, but there could be some guys like I look at Justin Britt, the center out of Seattle who got hurt last year. Uh, shout out G, uh, man HQ. Uh, he's actually a patron, uh, Chuck, Chuck Vitolo. He, cause I said, I was going to watch his film and he said, he's like really physical. He's a good player, but he has some mental mistakes. I watched one half of a game against the Rams, granted it's against the Rams and he missed two stunts where he should have had it. So I'm not going to bang on the table. Granted, like I said, I watched one half. So the rest of his career could be amazing. And those could be the only two stunts he missed, but he is good in the run game. He gets to the second level real well. So, that is a signing I probably would welcome for the right price, actually, because I watched Spencer Pulley get bullied by the Jets. So, I think he'd probably be an upgrade, but he did have an injury issue. Um, Logan Ryan's another one I would be behind. Mm. Some people say Logan Ryan was bad last year. I'm going to be honest. I didn't watch much Logan Ryan film. Um, I'm
1: going to keep keep talking. I'm going to pull up Logan Ryan's stats that he allowed. Everson and-
0: Griffin. He's an older one, but... he con- um, Darquez Darnard, Drake Kirkpatrick, a couple corners. Oh, wait, Dar, Dar- Darqueezy is still available? Yes, he is.
1: Oh, sign him. I want him. I love him.
0: And then the other guy who's available, Alec Ogletree.
1: Oh, stop it. Um, Logan Ryan. First of all, how Logan Ryan was ranked 60th on the NFL 100 list. Oh, we're I getting mad about that my... list. So is that what we're
0: doing? <laughs>
1: my jaw dropped to the floor. I don't, I really don't care, but I saw it and my jaw dropped to the floor. Um, Bobby, if a wide receiver has this kind of season, you're loving him. So Logan Ryan, 68 completions allowed on 103 targets. That's a 68 completion percentage, 781 yards. That's 11 and a half yards per completion and five touchdowns. That's an awesome fantasy season.
0: (laughs) Not for a number one though. That's not that
1: good. 68
0: for (laughs) 705 touchdowns.
1: You're drafting this guy in the 70 to 80s range and you're feeling good about the upside.
0: Yeah, but was that like his only year that it was bad like that? Because, I mean, Logan Ryan didn't get a name for nothing. Last year, it was 64 targets, 43
1: completions on 14 games, um, 515 yards, 12 yards per completion,
0: two touchdowns. So that's good. I, I, I'm not I'm not going to judge Logan Ryan without watching him. Um, so it could be an You're option. Reasonable. And you know it'd probably be better than Sam Beal. So, um, so yeah, I could get a reasonable actually. deal. And then Al Tree. Al Tree, bring him back. Stop.
1: Did you see Daniel Jones? He was carrying the trash bag today into the locker room. I did see that. That was very nice of Daniel Jones to Twain bring Haskins. It was no, I I say Alec Tree. It was very nice of Daniel Jones to bring uh Alec Ogletree back into the facility today by carrying he was in the trash bag. I
0: think you're so funny.
1: Yeah. Um we have one more question, but it's very I alright. I do want to spend I want to spend more time on the clowny thing because people want to hear. it. All right, go. People want to hear it because Dan Muscato at Dan Muscato. Now that Soldier's opted out, do you see the Giants using the, that money elsewhere? Not saying clowny. obviously he's good. Oh, he's good on that. But someone like a Logan Ryan. So we. I, I'm kind of like Bobby's, like being reasonable and saying no. You know, I actually have to watch Logan Ryan. He's being reasonable and, and silly. Um,
0: hey, but, that's why people like us because they know we're not just gonna just say stuff like Paul Dettino. I don't, wow. I, Paul Dettino didn't deserve that. I don't know. I just Shout thought of out. someone who just says stuff off <laughs> without actually, like, knowing it. All right, I Bobby, don't dislike Paul. I'm sorry, Paul.
1: If it happens, if Dave Gettleman, who, there were some rumblings that he wanted clowny, Well, who doesn't, right? There were some rumblings that he wanted him. If Davey G just whips it out.
0: they Take it easy there.
1: <laughs> he whips it out and says, I want you, Davey Young Clown, And he's on my football team. I'm not hating it. I'm Me like, either. I'm like okay, like you know, we're not a win now team. We need to see Dave Gutelman's batting average increase with like Carter Zimenez. Uh, Golden's coming back. Let's give him a chance to prove it. But at the same time, I feel a lot better about the defense, and I think I would very much be extremely, extremely excited over it.
0: I would 100 percent be excited too, Justin. I'm not saying that. I just don't think it's going to happen with the whole cap rollover thing, and the fact that Nate Solder is on the books for next year now. Well, I mean, he already was, but like, you know, it, it rolls over for on the books for two more years. So, um, and Clowney would be a one year deal anyways. Maybe, hey, maybe they get Clowney on a three year deal for 15 million a year. Then um, then it makes a little more sense. Um, I just don't think it's going to happen at this point. Although Clowney seems desperate, he was asking the Jets to come sign him.
1: Yeah, yeah, that was that was strange. Um, what was I gonna say? Well, Dave Gunnelman is the king of dead cat money, and it's been a couple years since getting we've rid been of number one. Dead money. <laughs> there. Well, it's been a couple years. I think. Well, one year because last year all the dead no, cat's gone now. It's gone now, but I'm saying that I think Dave Gunnelman is getting a little restless about. I'm very mad that I don't have a lot of dead cap on the books. So maybe we cut solder.
0: We go right back up those rankings. I mean, we're going to cut solder eventually anyway. So don't. Gosh, it is crazy that that contract is. Well, I guess it's only two years in, but time flies. We have to gets... be number
1: one. We have to be number one in something. And dead cap is. That's what it is.
0: You're not. F- you think you're so funny. You're not. Um. <laughs> there was one more question. I know for a fact there was one more question.
1: Um, I don't have anything in my in my replies Jabril from my quote tweet. Oh shoot, shoot, Dave Hernandez. I, I How do you guys think Jabril will do in the new system? Big year incoming? Question mark. Can I answer this?
0: Yes, answer it.
1: Okay. So I talked a few weeks back, especially with this is a little bit with Anthony, who I've we've been we've been thinking about Anthony some some time this week, especially as we're preparing for some PPPs and stuff like that. We love you, and we miss you, bud. Um, and then also, uh, during the What Makes Me Most Fearful episode, which I did that with Danny King, which some people thought that was a disaster, but the download numbers on that episode were pretty good too, Bobby. So
0: I Yeah, because I it. was missing and they wanted to see what the show is like without me. Uh, um, that's what uh, it was. Give
1: the excuses. Give the excuses. But anyway. Like, what I'm, is the
0: show like without his ruler? Literally, that was the only episode I'm, I've ever done without me.
1: I'm optimistic about Jabril Peppers, especially if he's going to be playing next to Blake Martinez, which we will see that. We will see him playing next to Blake Martinez on passing downs, probably not on rushing downs, but on passing downs, we're going to see that. And he did that last year in James Betcher's system, too, and he looked pretty good. So I expect that to roll over, that success that he had, you know, being that strong safety and then that, you know, kind of in-the-box safety on... Third down, second, maybe second, third down. I expect that continuous I expect that success to continue. Where I think he could take step backs is if he has to play single high free safety. Yes, he has the athleticism to do it, but he played free safety in Cleveland. Now I don't know if that was a single high system. Have to. I guess that's another homework assignment I have to do. It was
0: some too high stuff.
1: Play, yeah, played free safety his rookie year. Didn't, wasn't all that good. Wasn't all that good. So I You're am nervous too. about. I, I understand he was a rookie, but I'm not going to be all like, this is, Drew Piper's is going to be great, he's going to be an all-pro, he's going to be blah, 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 because I have hesitations about who is going to play free safety and can somebody actually do it effectively. That's a very hard thing to do. Single high safety, Antoine Bethea has been a pro for years and years and years. He's had a, He's had a great, pretty solid NFL career, and he even had trouble with some of the mental parts of playing single high safety.
0: Was part of you happy when I sent you the text saying, hey, you have to do the show tonight because I have to put Lucy down because you got the control and do whatever you wanted?
1: No, that's a terrible question. Now, I love control. I love having control of things. But that is a terrible question, and I think that disturbs me that you would even ask that question.
0: You know how my mind works. I'm always thinking. Uh, (laughs) um, Well, I... Actually, I deleted all my texts because I was trying to save space on my phone. But you're like, I think you put it in, I don't know. I'm just being, I'm messing with you. Um, I had
1: it. I told I told you. I got it. I got the thing that we're going to talk about. I-, I did know it pretty quickly after.
0: So you were excited. I get it. Uh, <laughs> it's all right. No, I think Peppers will be fine this year. Uh, I don't know what his role is going to be, though. So that's the tw- yeah. tricky question about this, Dave, is that I don't know what his role is going to be. And that's another like guy from preseason. It's like, we're not going to find out what pepper's role is until they step out on the field, Monday night football. So that'll be interesting. All right. So I think that's it for the mailbag, right? That's it. That's an episode, Bobby Skinner. I appreciate it. All right. Well, we appreciate you guys joining us. You know, we're going five days a week now so we can move up an episode and not feel like we're going to have too much of a gap in between. So tomorrow we'll be back with another player profile and projection. I think we got Zeitler and BJ Hill on the docket. I'm not sure. Um, We'll see you guys tomorrow. Appreciate you. Talk then. Let's go Big Blue.